0: On today's edition of the show, we discuss how the Florida Panthers were out hustle and outplayed on Friday night at FLA live arena where the Boston Bruins came out to a four nothing lead and the Panthers made a little bit of a push, but it was too little too late. We talk about the defensive debt now for the Florida Panthers. And are we talking about a goalie change come game four?
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Well, welcome into this special Saturday, April 22nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm De Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MonoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And shout out to the everydayers who make Locked On Panthers your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. So the Florida Panthers they were welcome back home on Friday night to a raucous crowd at FLA Live Arena. There was going into Friday night's game, I was pretty confident with this Panthers team, especially knowing that Patrice Bergeron wasn't making the trip. David Krejci was a late scratch for the Boston Bruins, so this was the perfect time to take advantage of this series, especially being being at home. And having the last change. But the Florida Panthers just came out flat in in Game 3 of this seven-game series. And now, with the 4-2 loss against the Boston Bruins, Boston has home ice advantage back. They look like the team that they looked like in Game 1. And the Panthers have more questions than they do answers. And this will be a great time to welcome in my guest on the show today. He is a familiar face and voice in the South Florida community. He's a former host slash producer for the Florida Panthers and the Marlins on Fox Sports Florida. He is Frank Fort. Frank, welcome to Locked On Panthers.
1: Good morning, Armando. How are you doing?
0: I am doing well. Thank you for joining me on this Saturday morning. And I'm I'm glad that we decided to do a... A, a morning podcast on a on a Saturday and give a little bit of time to digest the the loss for the Florida Panthers on, on Friday night. And like I said at the top, this team came out absolutely flat. And
1: I'm gonna take issue with you there. Okay. I thought the first period was fine. Mm-hmm. Second period Yes. All the air came out of the tires in the second period. Mm-hmm. I thought they played pretty even uh, you know, they've got to have that save from Lyon on the Taylor Hall goal in the playoffs. And we, you know, we all love what Alex Lyon's done. But the truth of the matter is he's given up a soft goal in each of the three games. And granted, game two was irrelevant. It was late with a minute and change left. But,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: did they have the opportunity to do more in the first period? Certainly. But I, I didn't think they played poorly in the first period. Was it great? No. I I just wouldn't quite characterize it at flat. I totally agree in the second period,
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, somebody punctured the tires.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and with that, with the, the physicality was starting to pick up a little bit early on. And I thought that Anthony Duclair, even in the, in the first period, that he was starting to look great as well. He was, he was retrieving pucks and stopping the, the, Boston Bruins from clearing great on the forecheck as well. The the Florida Panthers power play, they had three shots on goal in in that in that first in that first one and the and and you're right. That now that's three games where the Boston Bruins find a way to score a goal that you kind of raise your eyebrow a little bit when it comes to Alex Line. The Boston Bruins know that they can score glove side on Alex Lyon, that is that they have seen enough of a sample size in this series that they know that they could go to Alex Lyon uh, on, on the glove side. But going back to going to the second period, like you referred four shots on goal in, in the, in the, in the second period and the Panthers were struggling with their breakouts passes in the middle of the ice that were intercepted board battles that were lost. I mean, let's talk about the, the second goal that that kind of took the air out of the building. I mean, Anthony Duclair loses a board battle to Brad Marchand and then Charlie Coyle outmuscles Alexander Barkov to get in front of the net and that it, like you said the air of the balloon coming coming out for the Florida Panthers and what what did you think what do you think about the the Boston Bruins just getting in their faces and and being quick to pucks versus the Florida Panthers.
1: Well, look, the and I said this last night on Twitter. There's a reason the Bruins won, won 62 games. Correct, they don't have Bergeron. Krejci was a late scratch. But look at I, I kind of look at it this way. Pasternak is, better, is a better forward than anybody the Panthers have. Correct. Would you agree with that?
0: <laughs> 61 goals says something.
1: Okay. Charlie McAvoy is a better defenseman than anyone the Panthers have. Overall game. Don't disagree. Okay. Linus Allmark is better than the Panthers goalies. Yes?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So you start with those three. It's still a deep Boston team. You look at the moves they made at the deadline. And look, I dislike Boston as much as anybody down here. But I give Don Sweeney credit because he made some terrific moves at the trade deadline. I mean, Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi is a playoff type player. He's a grinder. He's a pest. He's got a little bit of skill, right? you Orloff's a top four defenseman on pretty much any team in the league. Uh, and for whatever reason, Washington moved on for him from him. So they're, they're still a deep team. I look at it this way. You know, a lot of fans were saying, well, the Panthers' effort last night was horrendous, this and that. And I don't totally disagree with that, but they got Bostoned. Boston won 62 games for a reason. And again, yep. they realize they're missing two top players, but they're still a very, very deep team. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the guys that, that you know they brought into the lineup with those two out. They're still pretty good players. So, you know, I'm not – I had zero expectations coming into this series. If you follow me on Twitter, I said, look, it was such a grind to get in. It was such a disappointing regular season overall until the last couple of weeks. So I have zero expectations. I just didn't want to be the team that went from President's Cup to out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I did not want that hanging around the franchise's neck with so much other baggage they have from the past. So I had no expectations from this series. I was thrilled that they got out of Boston 1-1. Mm-hmm. But I really I really thought either Game 3 or Game 4 would be what last night was. That Boston would be Boston. And, you know, they, they, you got to give them credit. They, they shut it down in the second period. They choked the life out of the Panthers, as you mentioned on the breakouts and in the neutral zone, uh, you know, the Panthers just couldn't get anything going. So while I'm, I'm disappointed, I'm not surprised in the least bit. And again, had zero expectations for this series.
0: Yeah. And. It would have been foolish of me to expect the Florida Panthers to have a sweep in this part of the of the series in games three and four with how the Boston Bruins have looked all, all season. And this was, I've been singing Brendan Montours' praise this season. Of course, the, the single season record for points for defensemen. But last night wasn't yeah. his, his best night. Shortly after the goal that wet the Boston Bruins up to nothing a little bit loose in the neutral zone and credit to Ryan Lomberg on on the back check on the two on oh that stopped the Boston Bruins from from it being three nothing at the time and it was the and then later on on the Pasternak goal I mean the Florida Panthers they haven't been bitten by David Pasternak as much as I thought they would they're Line has been great at tracking David Pasternak on the one timers, but also there have been plenty of times that we see Pasta miss the net as well. The, um that that's not th- there's no denying that. But Brandon Montour on where there wasn't a there wasn't a shift change the in the Panthers in the Boston zone. That's that's not it's not the period where you have that long change neither, and Brandon Montour just lets David Pasternak. Uh, not lets him, but loses him, mm-hmm. and David Pasternak goes on a breakaway to make it 3 nothing at the time. Uh, what What did you think of uh, Brandon Montour's uh, performance on on Friday night?
1: Not good. Having said that, you know, he turned into a Panther star this season. Yes. You know, for a guy they get for a third-round pick, an absolute mm-hmm. steal. You know, borderline all-star. A lot of people thought he should have been in the all-star game, but – yeah. Again, I don't think the Atlantic Division had a defenseman on their roster in the All-Star Game, at least not to start off with, mm-hmm. uh, if I recall correctly. But I, I'm digressing there. You know, he had a fantastic season. He's been a rock for the Panthers, but he had a rough night last night. I mm-hmm. mean, there's there, there's no other way to put it, and that can happen. It can happen to anybody, and last night was was not his night. Uh, the the third goal for Boston, the breakaway, you know, was he it because of. Uh, it was he and Forsling out there who mm-hmm. don't usually play together. You know, obviously there, there were some injury factors there and it was really one on two in the Panthers half of the neutral zone. And I think there was sort of a miscommunication there
2: mm-hmm.
1: or misunderstanding is probably a better word as to who was going to pick him up and who was going to maybe drop back and support. And both guys wound up doing neither and, you know, pasta split him and, goes in and scores. So, you know, he and Forsling just got caught on that one. And I, again, I think not playing together for much of the last half of the season, I think there was kind of a misunderstanding there, but, you know, as great as, as Montour has been, he, he had a rough light night last night. And of course for people like us who watch the games and, and comment on the games, everything gets magnified in the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. You
1: know, so, you know, we're picking apart this and we're picking apart that, and, but that's just the way the playoffs are.
0: You yeah. Know? And, uh, and, and yeah, it's a little bit magnified more and, but it doesn't take away the great season that Brandon Montour has had, but we're going to transition over to segment number two. Where we're going to discuss more of the Panthers and their attempt to come back, talk about more of their injuries that, that happened in game three and discuss more about the changes that paul Reese made in mid-game we're going to discuss that next here on the show but first we're going to tell you all about e- ebay motors and for a championship team it's about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can Be sure every part you fit is right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look at the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride, eligible items only, Exclusions apply. Segment number two here on this Saturday, April 22nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thankful to have former host and producer of the Florida Panthers and the Marlins from Fox Sports Florida, Frank Fort. And Frank, the Florida Panthers, by 11.45 of the Third period, Taylor Hall go, goes up the right wing wall, centers it to Nick Felino. And well, before that, Sergey Bobrovsky was inserted into the game for Alex Lyon after the third goal. And T- Taylor Hall gets it to gets it to Nick Foligno, who was going to be scratched in this game if it weren't for the injuries of the Boston Bruins. But also after that, this is where the this is where the Panthers started to wake up. I mean. Prior to the third period, Alexander Barkov only had one shot on goal through eight periods of yeah. play. Yeah. In the third period last night, he had three of them. And really, what jump-started Alexander Barkov and getting and getting shots on net was the hit that Charlie McAvoy had on Anton Lindell, which was clean. It was a clean hit by by McAvoy. But of course, really any big hit in hockey that that a player is threatened to get hurt, the culture is stand up for your guy. So I kind of understand that. The Panthers didn't help that they went to the box uh, after being down 4-0. Brandon Montour gets a misconduct. Tyler Bertuzzi gets a misconduct. So you're down one defenseman there for Montour. Earlier, Aaron Ekblad tries to to have a hit in the, in the Boston zone. And Aaron Ekblad knocks himself out. Tries coming back to the game. And then the Panthers... Had to juggle with five defensemen later. Then later, Josh Mahura exits the game too. So, to make matters worse, it, it, the defensive depth for the Panthers is being tested. And you even asked, said the statement at the top of the show: Who has the better goalie, Boston? Who has the better number one defenseman, Boston? Who has the better uh, center depth, Boston? And when you're down three defensemen, when it's already the thinnest part of your roster. Mm-hmm. It's it, it was a tough hill to to come back from. I mean, I know we've talked about comeback cats over the last two seasons. And the Florida Panthers did have a shorthanded goal and one on a six on five. And the worst part is, this was a wasted opportunity for the Panthers as they went 4 for 4 on the penalty kill, too. Yeah. It, it, that's the worst part about it, <laughs> Frank.
1: The, the the special teams I said it early in the series, you know, in the playoffs, the special teams are so important. Because the five on five really tightens up, and you know they don't have a power play goal. Oh for and seven. As, as you said, what's that? I'm sorry. Oh for
0: seven on the power yeah. play in the series. Yeah,
1: they don't have a power play goal, and you know they they did get to shorty last night, and I don't think you know you can say garbage goals or garbage time goals, uh, which which is fine. It they didn't affect the outcome, but I do think for their state of mind. It was important that they had a little pushback there. Mm -hmm. You know, going into game four, you know, you can at least feel like for the most, for most of this series, for 75% of this series, they can say to themselves, look, we can play with these guys. Mm -hmm. Now, that 25% has been pretty tilted in Boston's favor. Yeah. You know, but I think it was important that they did get those two goals last night just so they go into game four feeling like, yeah, we, we can still play with them when we give our best effort and when when we're playing smart. And, I, you know, and again, I might be digressing a little bit here, Armando, but for the Panthers to have a shot in this series, I think everything needed to go right for them or everything needs to go right for them. You know, they've got to get the saves that you expect. They can't be turning pucks over. They have to have a little bit of puck luck. You know, um, they can't be taking unnecessary penalties as they have throughout so much of this season. You know, the stick fouls, how frustrating was that throughout the course of the season? So everything has to go right, in my opinion, given the gap between these two teams in the regular season, as the standing showed. And mm-hmm. and so far, some things have gone right, and you know some things haven't. So that's why we're our, we are where we are at two to one. And mm-hmm. but I think getting those two late goals at least gives them the idea that look, we're not like super behind the eight ball going into Game Four.
0: It's a sense of pride. That's what it comes down to. Uh yeah, there. you
1: don't want to see a team roll over, mm. which would have been pretty easy to do at four nothing. You know, the fact that it was a shorthanded goal shows that, you know, the effort, the want to it w- was still there at that point in the game.
0: Yeah. And and even even before, even when Lomberg took that penalty in the in the in the third period at nine thirty five, the, the Panthers were starting to get their shorthanded chances before it even became for nothing. But also, here's the thing you talked about giveaways. The Panthers only had five giveaways in all of game two. Right. They had nine in period two yeah. alone Yeah. On, on on Friday night. That's recipe for disaster. That That's why you see four shots on goal for, for the Panthers there, where honestly the game was won and lost in, yeah. in, in, in that period of, of time for, for the Panthers. And that's just taking care of the puck. That's really what yeah. it comes down to. And you talked about, I liked what you said, a game that you have to play almost perfect against this team. And you have to do it four times times they hey they they in game two they were a, they were a they were able to get to the slot m- more often but you also think about this the Boston Bruins were forcing the Panthers to the outside 62 shot attempts 31 made it on that so half of them are missing yeah. or or being blocked especially when the Florida Panthers are are shooting it from from the point as well okay. the, the the Boston Bruins are in position to block shots
1: if, if I can go back to the first period when you mentioned that. And, look, Sasha Barkov's come in for a lot of criticism in this series. And, you know, rightfully so. We need more out of the guy. But do you remember in the first period when he grabbed that loose puck in the slot and had a golden scoring chance and Noshek made an unbelievable block
2: mm-hmm.
1: on that shot? And, you know, that might have put the Panthers on the right path if that puck goes in uh, so that, I mean, that was a huge, in my opinion, that was a huge shot block by the Boston Bruins. Um, look, I'm, I'm as big a Sasha Barkov fan as anybody around. And I don't think the numbers are as bad as people would make it out to be. He's got 23 points in 29 playoff games, but only three goals in his last 21. Mm. And you mentioned when he, you know, jumped in in defense of, of a teammate. I like pissed off Barkov. I wish we had more pissed off Barkov, especially in the playoffs. I think we would all agree that as talented as he is and as important as he is to this team, he doesn't especially play a heavy game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, now you see it sometimes when he's protecting the puck. Cause he's great at that. Uh, but you know, getting out, as you mentioned, getting out battled by Coyle on the second goal. I mean, he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's got to win that battle in front. And Sasha, I've known him since he was drafted by the Panthers. I had the privilege of, uh, you know, having cameras in the meeting room when they interviewed Barkoff the day before the draft in New Jersey in 2013. And of course I, I interviewed him right after they picked him. So I, I've, I've been around this guy for a long time. And he's he's not the rah-rah in your face, you know, type of leader. He's got to lead by example. And unfortunately, that's that just hasn't happened so far in this series. He does have two points, but they're both secondary assists. He hasn't had the impact that you need a player of his stature to have. And again, I'm just being real. I'm a huge Barkov fan. He's a foundational piece of this franchise. I want him in this uniform till his playing days are done. But I think we would all agree that, that we need more out of 16.
0: Absolutely. Need, need more out of 16 now with the three shots on goal in, in the third, in the third period of Friday night's game. That's four shots on goal. Like you said, two points for Sasha Barkov secondary assist on, on, in the series, but We're going to transition over to segment number three. We're going to discuss more about game four upcoming. And we're going to ask the question, should the Florida Panthers put Sergei Bobrovsky between the pipes in game four? We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this special Saturday. April 22nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Panthers your first listen of the day. And shout out to the everydayers who come back to get your Florida Panthers fix. On Sunday night, we will be providing you a post-game reaction to game four with Alex Slepp from Full Press Hockey. So make sure to come back Sunday to, to To get the post game reaction from myself and Alex Lump. but still here with Frank Fort, former host slash producer for the Florida Panthers and Marlins on Fox Sports Florida, and Frank, uh, of course, we saw the line changes for Paul Maurice in in Game Three, the Barkoff, Etuluz Thoren line and Sam Reinhardt line, five minutes and fifteen seconds at five on five, zero shots for to five shots against on the night. And a little bit of a, a lines put it in the blender uh, here as Etu and Lundell switch spots. Etu going back to that third line center, of course, we know he's used to playing center. That's his natural position. Lundell going on Barkov's wing. But we also saw how Barkov and Lundell during the regular season, that line kind of, that pairing kind of plateaued mm-hmm. in, in the middle of the season of, of course, Duke it's been a little bit to get his legs back as far as coming back from the injury.
1: And I think that's a big factor.
2: If I could,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I could step in there, you know, he hasn't looked anything like the player that he was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of understandable coming off that type of injury. But again, you know, this is a guy you were counting on big time this year. And, and he had a bit, the very bad turnover in game two, which again, didn't affect the final outcome. Um, you know, but he didn't get back on the last goal last night. He got beat to the net, and you know that's that's when you talk about depth. There, the, the Panthers aren't getting out of Duclair what they hoped they would get when he came back from the injury. And it, again, it's been a slow process for him. And you know, maybe next year it'll be different. Uh, maybe he'll be back to the guy we saw last year. We you know we certainly we certainly hope so. But again, you know, you need everybody on board. Everybody's got to be playing their role to the absolute max to beat this Boston team. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean to pick on Duclair. There's plenty of guys that, you know, can fall into that category. Um, but that's just one example, if I can say that.
0: Yeah. And Duclair being beat by Nick Felino on that goal, getting right behind, get, getting right behind where Brodsky was uh, beat on, on the backhand right in front. And yeah, it it's been a little bit a little bit tough for Duclair to get going uh, since coming back from injury. But also, we we've been asking this question for weeks uh, with Alex Lyon on that six game winning streak to end the regular season. Well, before the Florida Panthers lost, went o one and one in their last two, but still squeaked in. And Alex Lyon has been a wonderful story, but we have seen in this series that he's given up that goal, that I- eyebrow raising goal. Yeah. Um, and with Bobrovsky coming in, of course, th- this was, this was seen as kind of like a mercy type of pull that you, you don't necessarily put the whole game on Alex Lyon, but you, you ha- you're paying t- $10 million to Sergey Bobrovsky in, in, uh, AAV. And of course he let in that goal by Felino, but now the Panthers lost home ice in, in, in this series. I'm I don't know I, I I'm not sure Frank, but I'm not sure if I go back to Sergey Bobrovsky in 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 Game Four. I know Lyon has given up the questionable goals, but I I just think with how Lyon has been able to um get get on the top of the crease and taking away the angles of of the Boston Bruins, especially especially being lined up and being having eyes on the back of his head with Pasternak. I'm very impressed with how he's been able to track David Pasternak. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go to Sergey Bobrovsky for game four. I, I'm, I'm part of me says that the Florida Panthers should go back to Alex line, but of course there's pride on the line with, uh, what you're paying Sergey Bobrovsky.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I think, and this isn't necessarily my opinion alone, because I was listening to NHL radio yesterday morning and, um, uh, one of the analysts said he gives Paul Maurice a lot of credit for having the the nerve to go back to Lion in game two when mm-hmm. it would have been pretty easy to make a switch at that point. And it, it paid off. Um, I think, I don't know if so much of a mercy pull, but if you're thinking about playing Bobrovsky in this series, that was the right time to get him in there and get him some minutes. He hasn't played in what? How many weeks? Three. Yeah.
0: Somewhere around there. Well,
1: if you're thinking about using him in the series, isn't it better to get him in the game last night Mm -hmm. rather than throwing him in at the start of game four or game five? You know, totally not having played for the past three plus weeks. So I think Paul Maurice's today is thinking long and hard about whether he goes to Bobrovsky. I think uh, you know Alex Lyon is going to live forever in Panthers lore for what he did, at least in the minds of the fans. He's not getting Mm -hmm. a statue outside the building, but in the minds of the fans, he's going to live a long time in Panthers lore for what he did, getting them into the playoffs. And it's a great story for a 30 year old, basically career AHL guy, which by the way, it's hard to have a long career in professional hockey, whether it's the NHL or the AHL, it's very hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe some of the magic has run out of the lantern. If it were, you know, the, the, the genie, the genie's not popping out anymore. Uh, I, I, I'm leaning toward going with Bobrovsky in Game Four, and it's not a hard lean, but it, it, it's maybe fifty-five percent, forty-five percent. I just think a little bit of the magic has run out.
0: And the, and that could be and in and that could be why you make that move too. Is it a dangerous game to play to sure. try to get a spark? Absolutely. And but
1: at this point you're down two one to the team that was the best team in the league.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So is it a dangerous move? Yeah. But I mean, at this point you're thinking, what do we really have to lose?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and again, it's just a, it's it's a gut feeling. Um, Lions made a bunch of terrific saves in this series, but he's also let in three that you would think he would stop, given those other saves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I, I'm a I'm a soft lean toward going with Bob in Game Four.
0: Yeah, um, and as we much should. As
1: the fan base doesn't trust him for the most yeah. part.
0: <laughs> Sometimes those stretches of. Good play even prior to the game yeah. against the Chicago Blackhawks. You're like, there's the there's the Vesna Bob yeah. that we've been well,
1: before he got sick, mm-hmm. he was really playing well. Mm-hmm. And he was carrying he was keeping them in the race. Um but again, he he's had a very up and down year, as a lot of guys have.
0: Yeah, and 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 let's not be surprised if the Florida Panthers do in fact go to Sergey Bobrovsky in game four, and that might be the spark that they need to tie the series and at least guarantee a game six for the Florida Panthers versus the Boston Bruins. A little bit of a update on the farm for the Florida Panthers. The Charlotte Checkers win game three by a final score of six to nothing at Bojangles Coliseum. Connor Bunneman, former Flyers prospect, part of the Claude Drew trade, scores two goals on, on the night, and J.F. Berube posts a shutout for... Charlotte checkers. He came in, in game one, didn't allow a goal the rest of the way. Matt goose got the win in game two and Jeff Berube got the win in game three. And the, and the Charlotte checkers will be advancing to the second round where they will face the Hershey bears where first two games in Charlotte and then the rest of the way in, in Hershey PA uh, as, as the, as the Florida Panthers affiliate will be facing off against the Washington Capitals affiliate in round number two for in the Calder cup playoffs. But Frank, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Saturday edition of the Locked Florida Panthers podcast. Great for you to have your debut here and great seeing you on the Twitter, just whether it's a rant or whether it's just speaking truth about this Florida Panthers team. Uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me on, on the show.
1: Hey, Armando, if I can, you mentioned, you know, back on Fox Sports Florida, now Bally Sports Florida. I know you're an FIU graduate. I now work at Florida Atlantic university and we do have a television show on, on Bally on Thursdays and Saturdays at 1130 in the morning. Uh, it'll be on for another month. We take a break during the summer and we, we come back with football in mid August. So you can still see me on TV, but not as often as you used to. So I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to come on with you and, and get a little plug in for our inside the Owlsboro show.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Frank. And you guys can follow frank on twitter at frank j fort on twitter where you you'll see him post re- regularly about panthers marlins everything F-I- fau owls uh, on, on the twitter and and again thursdays and saturdays at eleven thirty a.m on Bally sports florida so th- thank you so much frank and i hope to see you next time
1: armando uh might see you at game four
0: i will be there all right all right see you frank
1: Have a good one.
0: And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for you everydayers, make sure you come back Sunday night. Here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be breaking down game four between the Florida Panthers and the Boston Bruins with Alex Slemp of Full Press NHL. So make sure to come back then. So I'm Ronda Velez with Frank Fort. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day.